get started. Let's get started. The Adav Yud test is yesterday's Adav, today's Adav Chaf. Have a mind. Refuah Shalem et Halo need it. How's, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Adasa. Adasa Basronia. Adasa Basronia. Refuah Shalema. Are you okay, Yankee? Baruch Hashem, Amy Bastvora, um, Avram Pearl is not doing well. Avram Shlomo, something I've got his name. He's uh, he needs a kidney. Nebuch. Right. Anyway. Um, anyway, Shavur for Shlema. Okay, so let's get right to the review of yesterday's stuff, and then we'll get to today's stuff. So we, what did we learn yesterday? We started that uh, somebody who doesn't kill us a dime. So, kavana is crucial. So, if you're mechaven, so then the hands are work. They're talking. In the this is, no, this is talking about because cemetery. for tumma, right, for tumma. impurity. Now, cemetery is different because we're really tummy because the tumma, that, the washing doesn't get off. But there's certain rabbinic types of tumma that if you touch certain things, you, it only makes your hands tummy. So, you have to do a natilis edayim. So that kind of Natil Zedayim needs Kavana in order to, right, in order to make your hands become Torah again. Okay? You have to have in mind what you're doing. If you didn't have in mind, then your hands are still Tami. What about if I'm in Nam? Yeah, well, it's a Minag, yes. It's a strong Minag, but it's just a Zecher of the, you know, but it really doesn't work. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't take the tuma away. It doesn't really take the tuma away, right? But everyone is tummy because we don't have the ashes of the red heifer with the water to make it to really purify ourselves. Anyway, but the point being is, it sounds like you need specifically kavana. Even like when you also dip in the mikvah, sometimes like for kodesh, if your hands were tummy, so then it's not enough just to go to. Uh, wash your hands. You have to dip the, your hands into the mikvah, so that also requires kavana. Uh, if you didn't do the kavana, it doesn't. Then your hands are still coming. Really <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were coming. And then the brisa uh, says that it doesn't matter whether you have kavana or not. So what's the difference? What's the answer? So the gemara explains that Rav Nachman explains that this uh, no question is a difference between chulin. When you're washing your hands for chulin, like for bread, so then you do not need kavana. But when you're washing your hands to eat miser, then you do need kavana. How do you know? You need kavana. You need intention. Now the question is, how do you know that chulin does not require kavana? So we brought a raya. The proof is from a very interesting scenario. You have a, 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 a huge wave that separates from the rest of the ocean and it falls down on you. So, and the wave has a 40 saw on it. Um, and it lands on both men and things and utensils. Everything becomes tohar from that wave. It's like a, a mikvah fell on you. Okay. Um, and it's tohar. Um, so, what does that imply? Did the man have kavana? Or did the kalim have kavana? Just like kalim don't have kavana, probably the man also did not have kavana. So, the Gemara says... Could be, but it doesn't have to be. Maybe the man did have kavana. Maybe he was standing there waiting for the big tsunami to come so that he will become Tor. Instead of coming and jumping in the water, it will land on him. 
and he put the and and the kalim also you put them there specifically to get wet so that they will become tar. Okay, so the Gemara says if that's the case. Then what's the chiddush? Well, of course you want it. If the if 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 it wasn't intentional, the chiddush is that it doesn't need to be intentional. But if it has to be intentional, and that's the weird case that we're talking about, what's the chiddush now? Chiddush is is that you might think that if this is good, maybe you could uh, go t- go dip in a mikvah in a waterfall, which you cannot. Um, or maybe make a xera of the top of the the wave and allow, it, you might come to allow in the, uh, when the water, when the wave is going up, to dip into that, which is not good. No, that's still connected. It's connected still with the rest of the water. So it has to be over the top, keeping, coming keeping. down. No. So still on the rise, but on the rise is part of the ocean itself. That's what you say. So what you wait? Yeah, I understand. That's what you say, but I, that's not what the that's what the Gemara says. Gemara says the keeping when it's going up, it's the middle of the wave that's going into the sky. It stands like a yeah, like, like a like, you like know like, like a dome. It's yes, dome. Okay. So when it's on the way up, that itself is not considered a good mikvah. That's right. It's not. Now, and we don't make the xera. We don't pump, make the xeret. And Does the little pool that's beneath the waterfall, can you do uh, that? That could be, it depends if it's a kosher mikvah, but possibly, yeah, that we're what talking is water, about. Is rain, water rain? Rainwater. It's rainwater? It depends. Sometimes it's no, spring water. Like rainwater. Depends if it's flowing. The basic rule is this. If it's rainwater, then it needs to be gathered. It can't be flowing out. If it's spring water, which sometimes it's coming from a spring, then it can even be flowing. That's the basic rule. Okay. So it can be a mayan. A mayan. That's oh, what mayan it means. It, mayan does, it can be flowing. Uh, mikveh, oh, rainwater, mig shamim, needs to be stationary water. So, but you mayan can, is a kosher mikveh. Yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's bad with the waterfall. It's closer to the water the waterfall. So I'm saying it depends... Because depends you, how, if it's flowing, and depends if it's spring fed or if it's uh, rain fed. I used to live in Eranetzi, mm-hmm. in, in Betcha. And there was a Mayan there, huh? And there was a Mayan in the middle of the flowing, it was coming from beneath, and people used to do mikveh there. Yeah, that's 100% kosher. Yeah. Anyway, Kamash Milan, anyway, so that's the idea. So the Gemara says, how do you know that you're not even allowed to be toivel in these keeping, in this, the dome part of the wave? Brysa says that you could be matbil in the Russian, the head of the wave, but not the keeping of the wave. Because you cannot be toivel in avir. So the Gemara says, okay, fine. Here's how we know. You're right. From there, we don't know that you don't need kavana. But you don't, you don't, here's where you know that you don't need kavana. It talks about fruit that fell into a pool of water. And you stretch your hand out, and your hands are tummy, to take the fruit out of the water. Your hands become tummy. And your fruit is still not considered um, established to Kabotuma because it's not, you didn't necessarily want it to get wet. But if you're happy to have your hands washed because they were sticky, let's say, so you stuck your hand and you wanted it, so then you're kind of happy about the whole event. So therefore, then your hands will still be tar. That the pears are now because you're kind of happy that the pears fell in the water because I'm, 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 I appreciate the opportunity to get my hands clean. Okay. So the Gemara says, 
you, what you see very clearly, though, is that from the ratio that you don't need kavana because you definitely didn't want, you didn't have anything in mind when you stuck your hands in the water. So, Rabbi, as Rav Nachman, what you toivon for chulin, and you had a kavana for chulin, then you're not acceptable to eat meiser. Sounds like it only works when you have it in mind. You see, you do have to have it in mind. Skimmer says, no, no, no. The chiddush here is, is that if you have a mind for chulin, even though you had a mind when you didn't even have to, it still only works for chulin and not for meisa. Um, so we brought it right. It says that if somebody went to mikvah without having anything in mind, it's as if he didn't even go to the mikvah. It doesn't sound like it. It's as if he didn't go to the mikvah altogether, and it doesn't even work for chulin. So the says, no, it's as if he didn't work toivel for meiser, but he did toivel for chulin. Okay. So when he heard that, he thought, oh, you're giving me a, pushing me off. But sure enough, he found the brysa that says very clearly that if you were toivel without anything in mind, it's asr lemaiser umotr lechulen. So you see, it is effective for chulen. That's the bottom line. Chulen does not require kavana. Only maiser and up require kavana. So, so Rebbe Lazar says, very interesting case. Somebody went to mikvah, came out of the mikvah, and uh, he's already out of the mikvah. It's not too late for him to decide what level he wants to be purified for. Even though he left the mikvah already, it's not too late. Taisa says he has to still be wet. He's dried up already, and then he says, you know what, I think it'd be nice to be... He's wet or still have his foot in the mikvah? No, 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 just wet. <clears throat> now, um, not too late. So the level the of purity... You remember, we said that it depends on your kavana. If you had a mind for meiser, then it only purified for meiser. If you had a mind for truma, you're purified for truma. You have, if you have a mind only to the level that you have a mind, if you have a mind for the highest level, then it works for everything underneath it. So that's the rule. So the question is, um, it sounds like a, that that's not true, because it says that if your foot's still in the water, then if you had a mind for something minor, it's not too late to upgrade to something major. Sounds like uh, about, uh, a meaning to a higher level of, ta- of purity. Uh, but once you st- left, it's too late. Doesn't it sound like you can't establish anything afterwards? So the Gemara says, no. The Chiddush here is, is that even though when I went into the mikvah, I had specifically only had a mind, let's say for Truma, and not for anything, not for Kodesh, but uh, if my foot's still in, I, I can switch my, I can change my mind. But once I'm out, it's too late to change my mind. But if I had nothing in mind, and now I step out, I can make up my mind. It's not too late to make up my mind as long as I'm still wet. That's the basic idea. Okay. So the Gemara says, um, who is the Tana who holds that one foot in the water makes a difference? So Rabbi Pita says, you know who it is? It's Rabbi Yudha. Why? Because you have a very interesting halacha for Rabbi Yudha. The case is this. You have a mikvah that's Barely, that's just exactly, exactly 40 saw, which is the minimum size. And two people go to the mikvah, one and then another. So the first one went into a perfectly kosher mikvah, but by the time he leaves, the second one went into a mikvah that's chaser. Why? Because naturally, when you walk out, you're taking some water with you. Yes. And now it's under the shiur. You understand? Umar says, however, Rebbe says, if the first one didn't fully leave and he still has a foot in the water, so then it's like all the water on his body is like connected to the mikvah and it's still in the mikvah. And then the, 
then the tefillah works for the second one too. That's what he says. So you see, one foot in still counts. That's, you see, Rabbi Yudha is the shita like that. So Rabbi Nachman said that this shita of Rav, uh, this shita of Rav Yudha in, in the Machlokas between Rav Yudha and the Chachamim is only if you're going to mikvah only for like a rabbinic purpose. That they're saying you're really tar, but we give you a din toma and, you know, just to be an, a, like a fence around the Torah. So then, for that, that's where he says, Nishka Ferlach, one foot in, counts as if the water is still in the mikvah. But if you want to come from pure impurity to purity, you need the full Arba Mishah actually in the mikvah. And that's exactly like Rabbi Pedas, who says that it's only Rabbi Yudo who says this. However, uh, there's a version B that Rav Nachman said in the name of Rabbi that it's the other way around, that even Rabbi Yudha, who allows with one foot in, was talking about Tumat Tataira. But if it's only a Tumas Durabanan, and it's for rabbinic purposes, for Milo's, to, to achieve higher levels of Tahara, even the Rabbanan would agree that one foot in of the first one will say, okay, it's good enough, the water's in. It's as if it's in the middle. So, and that's not like Rabbi Pitas, because then it could be, cool. uh, everybody agrees that if you're titling for a rabbinic purpose, that uh, the one foot in thing works. Even the Chachamim agree to that. Now, so the Ulo brings down a very interesting question that was raised to Rabbi Yochanan in Rabbi Yudas Shita. What's the case? The case is somebody went to the mikvah. He's already, and it was a mikvah exactly before he saw, and he has still one foot in the mikvah. And, but his head is wet. And they take a small needle and they put it in his wet head and lands on his head and it's standing on his head. Does that needle count as if it's fully in the mikvah for Isa? Because just like the, all the waters in the mikvah, but maybe all the waters also on his head. Because it's all one thing. That's the question. In other words, does Rabbi Yechlan, does Rabbi, Rabbi Yud, the question they ask Rabbi Yechlan, does Rabbi Yud hold, you only hold good aches, which means that we take all the water everywhere and place it into the mikvah? Or does he even say, good asik, which means that we take all the water that's down and puts it up too. It's all good. That's the Shiloh. So the Gemara brought a raya from this case. The case is that there were three uh, pools of water and each pool poured from it to another layer. So there's an upper one, a middle one, and a lower one. The upper one and the lower one were both 20 amas only, 20 sa, yeah, so. 20 seya only, and the middle one was 40 sa. And the question is, so, so Rabbi Yudah says, you should know that Mayor, my chavrusa, my partner, he says that you can even be tribal in the uppermost one. Sounds like he agrees to it. So you see, that connected? So the water is connected enough that the mikvah from Keep below shoots up to the top place and it's good. The word, yeah, this is. I know, we're talking about it in the upper one. He allows even the upper one. And says, Rebuta, I, I disagree. So the Gemara says, that's true that it sounds like that, but the Bryce says very clearly that Rebuta says, the mayor says that, but I don't say that. I say you can only do the lowest one, that works. Even though the lowest one only has 20 saya, but there's a mikvah 40 above it, and it's as if that's all inside the lowest one, and that's why it's good. Meaning it only works down and it doesn't work up. So he says, okay, look, if you have a price that says it outright, that's a, okay, then you win. Okay. What would the needle? I didn't understand. 
a needle needs to go in the mikvah, let's say. A needle, a needle. Yeah, and you want to table the needle for the mikvah. For what purpose? Uh, for what purpose? First of all, needles are mikabal tuma. So to purify it. It's a keli. It's, it's a keli, yeah. It's a curing keli to, to wound it, to cure wound it. It's irrelevant. It's tum, It's tummy. It could be tummy. Okay. We don't have these, uh, the, but that's, that's what it could be. So that's what we want to know. Can you just stick it on his wet head and it's like it's in the mikvah? That was the shayla. But you can, we know that you cannot enter the mikvah with any objects surrounding you. After he's out of the mikvah, I'm putting it on his head. It's wet. Ah, I stick it in, ah, and everything's. Ah, ah, ah. It's and he it still has. From the water that he still has right. It still has my foot in the in the mikvah. You've touched my head. It just sits on the and it's surrounded. It's like, like a barbie pit. A barbie pit. Right. Oh, his head considered part of the pool itself. It's his head. You touch it with the foot. Right, exactly. Wet, right. Anyway, that was the story. Okay, brings us to the Is next thing. Is electricity climb up or going down? That's the question. Right. Does it only go downwards and not upwards, or even both it's directions? DC. It's a DC, not AC. Okay. Yeah. Talking about water, not electricity. Okay. Same okay. thing. They flow the same it's direction. Not, not AC or DC. Kinder, kinder, please, bitte. Okay. Keep fighting. Okay. Baruch Hashem. You should continue to argue. Okay. All right, brings us to the next topic. The next topic is when we said that if somebody was toivel for chulin and it was intent, intentional only for chulin, then it only works for chulin and doesn't work for the layer above it. Now, problem is our Mishnah is saying, um, our Mishnah seems to be going like Rabbanan, who hold that chulin is separate from Meiser. This chulin and Meiser, what you have in mind for chulin doesn't work for Meiser. Problem is, is that the end of the Mishnah seems to say that the clothes of Amaretz is considered Tameh as far as somebody who's makbed to eat their chulen betara. And the clothes of those people who are makbed to eat their chulen betara is like Tameh, is like mattress for people who are trying to eat truma. Notice it doesn't say for people who are eating Meiser. So Meiser does not have an elevated status over chulen. So the question is, that's Remeyer's opinion. So which is it? Is a, how can it be Reisha going like the Rabbanon and Sefer going, uh, Sefer going like Remeyer? So the first answer is, yes, sometimes we do that. Okay, that's the first answer. <laughs> Ada has a different version. His version of the Sefer was that there are five layers of elevated status. There's Prussian, then Meiser, then Truma. So he puts Meiser in the story. And then it's all going like the Rabbanan. Now, Rav Mari says a very interesting Kiddush here. And we learn from this that Chulin that was done on Tarsa Kodesh is considered like Kodesh. How do you know? Because it says, um, it never, otherwise it would say that there's a mile of chulin al Tarasa kodesh. Once you put that in there, what level it is? Uh, so the Gemara says that doesn't prove anything. Maybe the reason why it didn't say it is because it's one of these other levels. Either it's the level of truma, so then it works for truma, uh, and we said truma level. And if it were, it's the same as chulin, so then it only works for chulin, and it's this. And we already said the chulin level, so we're not talking about that case. And we, as we know, it's a maklokis. Tyrus HaKodesh is a kichulin. And Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik says that it's kichuma. Anyway. So the Gemara says, you're right, but the raya comes from Yossi ben Yoezer and Yochanan ben Gudgadah. Because it says that uh, the end of the Mishnah. What? We're still in the recording. What? I read, I, 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 we learned this yesterday. 
we mentioned this. We we got we went into yesterday into today's daf yesterday. So the Gemara explains that Yochanan ben Gudgeda used to eat al Tiras Hakodesh. All of his food was Tiras Hakodesh, and we said his mitpachas was medrus for chatas, which proves that it's only medrus for chatas. But it does, even though he was eating chulin, it has the validity as if it's Tiras Hakodesh. It's the same as Kodesh. And it's, so therefore, we, our mission is going, the Chulim, that's not called Taras HaKodesh, is Ki Kodesh Tamu. Not like Rabbi Lozab Rabbi Tzadok, and not like the Tanakhama of that Mishnah we quote, Bryce we quoted, but it's our idea over here is that it, if it, what you meant the Chulim to be on Taras HaKodesh, that's what level it has. All right, and that's where we got up to yesterday.